Hello and happened. welcome back to Sex and Violence, your weekly punk rock movie podcast, where we watch movies that have boobs, uh, blood, guns, guts, samurai swords. Yes. It's one of my favorites. Yes, indeed. Yes. Sometimes I'm uh, your host, interact. Ryan Snyder. I'm here with my co-host, as always. Hi, Ryan. I'm Gabriel Mara. How are you, Gabe? I'm good. Yeah. Life is life's okay. Life's okay? Yeah. I got How's a nice cold compress on my arm. It feels great. Um, I may have lost my hand in a knife fight, listeners. It's fine. Yeah, he's. It's it, they grow back. It's cool. Yeah, this is come back, right? Yeah, you're part reptilian. Yeah, I mean, I definitely like like me and Kurt Connors. We're gonna change the world. Yeah, one day. Yeah, oh, unless man. that, that meddling so Parker sad for kid. You to be a Spider-Man villain. Yeah, you know, I know you know. Justice. I have my problem with Spider-Man villains. I find most of them, except Kurt Connors, to be fairly uninteresting. I don't see how you find we only Kurt Connors to, to be interesting. Well, I love Kurt Connors. He's definitely he's a Jekyll and Hyde. You know, he definitely, well, definitely not an Amazing Spider-Man movie. That movie was shit. Yeah, it was, but come on, man, Mysterio? I, you always bring up Mysterio, and I'm always like, wait, okay, Ryan, what is Mysterio's whole backstory? Mysterio's whole backstory is he was a, uh, he was a former, like, SFX guy on movie sets. I don't know why he had such a big problem with uh, Spidey, but I knew I know he had, like, a whole big thing in the comics. The one storyline was he was dying of cancer. Okay, so that's kind of cool, then. Yeah, it's there, there's some tragic stuff going on there so all right i'll, I'll yeah. buy that okay so yeah. i've opened up my world a little mysterio Mysterious i just good. find the whole fishbowl purple and blue and green thing to be not very oh, intimidating I love, it. I love it i don't know i would totally do that for halloween for me if you want to go outlandish best villains um flash you think yeah that's the perfect Captain boomerang yeah no they're the perfect balance of lame and surprisingly threatening and compelling hmm. is gorilla grod his yes he's yeah mm-hmm not too much of a Flash guy. No, I mean, uh, I've, I've always bring this up. Mark Wade and Jeff Johns runs mid-2000s. Brilliant. Okay. They're very, very good comics. Maybe I will visit former co-host, or co-host of yours, former guest, Daniel at his bookstore. True. And see if they have anything. They might not. Those are pretty rare these days. Really? Yeah, no. They don't have them in, like, a, a trade? Uh, I haven't seen them. I've seen them old trades, like, but, you know, these were when I was, like, in grody-ass Brooklyn libraries where they'd be really old and weather-beaten and covered in jizz. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Makes the experience that much more fun. New York. Crusty comics. Crusty jizz-covered yeah. flash comics. So, let back, let's get back to the movies. What? Oh, yeah, yeah. Huh? Movies. Movies. A punk rock movie podcast. Yeah, that's what we are. Sweet. Yeah, what do we watch? Uh, we watched, continuing from episode two, how many, tw- 23 episodes later? Yeah, we said, we had... Uh, Meant to get back to this, I think, way earlier, and then we yeah. just went down a path of like really bizarre movies. No, I think it's when the Shade of Blacklist came in. We're like, yeah, let's 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 dive in. But continuing from episode two, we are doing Lone Wolf and Cub two, Baby Cart on the River Sticks. Two yeah. the River Sticks on at at the River Sticks. Yes, I was wrong both ways. Yeah, I don't like the American like subtitles of it. As I was saying, we were watching because there's other ones that are like thousand knives of fury like weird like translated ones that sound really cool but yeah these, these translations are often clunky yeah just a bit but this is the second out of six okay films so we got four more to go four more to go okay yeah they get progressively better from what i've been seeing all right but then i heard the sixth one's like kind of weird oh so. weird good weird bad uh like 70s campy oh i mean all right yeah these these always feel like post sixties like bond they have weird like bondish almost elements to it. 
Yeah, a little bit. Like when you like, you know, it starts out in beautiful silence, and then when his like theme song like kicks in, it's like like cool like bassy guitars. Yeah, you get more of that as it goes on. He's more and more swaggy. Yeah, but well, I'm bit. very okay with that. Yeah, it's it's cool. Um, but yeah, like you said, like it opens like really like really like directed very well. You were commenting on that with like a lot of like the wide sweeping shots. And... Oh yeah, this movie's beautiful. It's very, very visually engaging, which I think is unfortunately a lost art these days. Um, uh, I mentioned to Ryan before. I went to go see the Hitman's Bodyguard, and not and I walked out of it not because it was that bad. It's because it wasn't good enough to keep my attention, and I would I would have rather have been sleeping or playing video games. Like, mm. that's one of my weird, like, non-reviews. It's that, oh, I left. It just wasn't good enough. Yeah. Like, I'll sit through something terrible. I know, I sat through, what was it called? What was that shitty Ryan Reynolds movie where he splits bodies with uh, Ben Kingsley? It oh. Had a really, it had a really bad pun title. Oh, yeah. I remember what you're talking about. Self, self, selfish? Selfless? Selfless. It was called Selfless. That was the opposite. Yeah. yeah. I forced myself to sit through that one, and it was bad, but it wasn't, like... I I openly mocked that trailer uh-huh. in the theater. Like there was no. I was like yeah, this looks pretty fucking stupid. Yeah, I don't even know how or why. I said, maybe I was in a good enough mood, or I had no new video games. Maybe I got good it's just sleep. one of those movies that comes out like during the year that like, it's a it's a what probably like thirty to fifty million dollar studio movie. Yeah. That really is just uninspired. They throw a couple big names attached to it, maybe hoping that something's gonna pop. Yeah. And then it lands somewhere in the. Well, let's say forty to sixty percent on like Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it it sure was a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. But in any case, I really love the way this movie looks. It's fucking beautiful. Uh, first of all, so made nineteen seventy two, directed by Kenji Misumi, and starring Tomisaburo Wakayama. Very good. That's why I let you do these things. I yeah. always mispronounce everybody's name. That's okay. Japanese names are hard. Yeah. Dennis V. Denny, Denny V. Yeah, except now I'm a douchebag and I actually know how to pronounce it. So. Denny Villeneuve. But so Ryan, what is the plot, if you can, of this yeah. one? So the weird thing about this movie is, and I think I had mentioned it when we did the first one, that it is um, it was so a movie that then. came out in the States and it was Shogun Assassin. Mm-hmm. And Shogun Assassin, uh, Assassin is essentially 80% of this and 20% of the first one. Okay. So they took all the cool action shit and then like took out most like the emotional backstory stuff. And just made it like a straightforward, here you go, you dipshit Americans, watch this kung fu movie. See, I honestly kind of wonder how that one works. Because both this one and uh, the first is, one, they're super episodic. It's on my collection. Oh, it is? Yeah, it, it, like the, uh, we can watch that sometime. Yeah. As like bonus content. Sure. Be like rewatching. I think it's just like a very streamlined version, the way I understand it. That might not be a bad thing. There's a lot of... Well, there's a lot of beauty in this, and some really cool artsy kind of things. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of fat in these, or at least kind of like yeah. weird, weirdly paced stuff. Yeah, it's so the plot of this. Um, there's almost like two things going on. Yeah. There's uh, the kid. They're continuing to the. No, what's the clan? Awa. Yeah. Oh, I know the bat. The, the opposing clan. Yeah. The Yagyu. Yagyu. They are continuing to want to hunt down and kill Ogami Itu. And so they're like, yeah, we can't, no man can touch him, so we're going to hire these chicks. And they're like these crazy, uh, what do they call them, like samurai blade mistresses or something. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> Japanese culture, I have no idea. Yeah. But it's a bunch of female assassins who yeah. are pretty badass. Yeah, they're they, not like ninjas, I mean like in like the term would be like kunoichi. Yes. But these are just like a like sword mistresses or something. Yeah, I think that was actually right, sword mistresses. Yeah, and they have that amazing sequence where in almost complete silence, like 
the lady and the leader of the lady ninjas like has like as a demonstration slice a ninja to pieces in an almost entirely silent fight except for sword swords clashing yeah it's a fun fight to watch but she like she says you know hey you uh you doubt us send me your best guy he comes out and they just slowly start taking off body parts. I it's mean, it's an ear cheese. first, then it's fingers, and then it gets bigger. He gets uh, loses an arm, then he loses a leg, and you're like, "Oh shit!" And then his nose goes on the floor, and you're mm-hmm. like, "God damn!" He's dude, rolling just around. Yeah. It's a floppy little beanbag. Don't fight man. for honor anymore, dude. Fight nope. for your life. He's got nothing. Yeah, he's got nothing. So uh, the gentleman who wants to hire is thoroughly impressed, of course, and they set out to go find Gami Itu and yes. fight him. Meanwhile, well, the ninja guy is actually kind of like, shit, uh, I guess, guess it's fine, you girls do it. I'm yeah. going to send my dudes too. And he's like, they're kind of, they're, they're at odds with each other. And then, so then, like, one those, common goal, though. Yeah, one common goal to kill Ito. Yes. And then your secondary one is this guy who wants to hire Ogami Ito uh, for an assassination of a. This is another weird one with this, like, convolution of plot. If they could just, like, streamline dialogue a little more. Yeah. So they, this, uh, this. Uh, clan has a die that is like theirs, and that's what's making them money. They have this die. It's Awa Indigo. Yes, it's very and pretty blue. The opposing clan sent in spies to start like trying to steal the product and like cause a riot with the workers. So they killed all of the spies and everything who came in, and then the main guy, the main die maker, fled. Yes. So they want Agami Ito to hunt down and kill him. But protecting him are the three monks of death. Yes. Three brothers who are just like, yeah, ultimate badasses. The elements from uh, Big Trouble Little China. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Pretty except, much, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. With Except like rakes mm-hmm. as weapons. Rakes on the, the hands. They're the one that rake, rake a giant club. And there was no spinning hand A precursory um, Lucille, if you will. From the one what? of the brothers. His bat with spikes and shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. I'm like, I don't follow. It's a Japanese Lucille. Alright. Yeah. I'll allow it, right? And then the other brother has, like, spikes on his hand. Yeah, like spiked knuckles. Spiked knuckles. Great name. Yeah. Spike knuckles. I took it from Fallout. Yeah? You can get spiked knuckles there. Spiked knuckles. Spiked knuckles. knuckles. Sonic and knuckles. Uh, So, yeah, these uh, two plots kind of intertwine as Ogami Itu is, like, trying to hunt this dude down. The chicks are coming at him and, like, trying to slice and dice. But he's an ultimate badass, so... Yeah, there's no stopping Ogami Ito. Yeah, just... Done. I mean, like, I mean, like he there's a, there's a pretty cool middle period. Like my favorite part of the whole movie is that quiet middle period where uh, Ito slowly dispatches all the women who are kind of like sneaking up on him in different like almost like peasant disguises. Yeah, or we're washing radishes and now they're weapons. Yeah, they're weaponized radishes. But so he kills them all, and then he kills some of the ninja dudes after that after they see that all the women have failed, and then like he's super wounded and he passes out in a little hut. And it's just like little Daigoro just trying to like trying to help him out, yeah. trying to trying to heal him. He does this really nice little quiet thing where he goes to a little Buddha Buddhist shrine, and he's like, con- like like conflicted about taking like the offering of food. So mm-hmm. he gives like the little statue his jacket as an exchange and prays to the statue and takes the food and feeds Ito. And it's like, that's adorable. Yeah. And yeah. that's very sensitive, quiet storytelling as well. Good job, Kenji. Yeah. Great stuff. I mean, I wonder if this is all from the comics. Again, I've read like two volumes, and that's about it. I have the one volume here, and I tried reading it, and then I like got a couple pages in, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna watch the next one in the series. Yeah, they they they're a little dry. Yeah. And repetitive. Yeah, just a bit. I I wish it could be like, maybe like a half hour cart like adult cartoon. 
I could see that. Like, I would love watching the adventures week in and week out. Mm-hmm. Really violent. But maybe that's... Isn't that what Samurai Jack is, essentially, from what I've heard? Not, not really. Samurai no. Jack's pretty sci-fi. Is he? Kid-friendly. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it's not like... It's not a kid show or anything. Actually, if there's anything you want, you should read that I recommend. Um, speaking of Blade of the Immortal, the new movie by Takashi Miike, um, the comics kind of read like these movies, but then have a lot more modern bend to it. Mm-hmm. You know, the basic premise is that a uh, immortal samurai who's like been made immortal as almost as a punishment... They, like, he is recruited by a young lady to get her revenge against the people who killed her family. And he vows that he won't let himself die until he's killed a thousand evil men. Oh. So it's this kick-ass revenge story about a young girl and an immortal samurai. And the comics, there's really cool kind of like You said there's a lot of content with that, though? Uh, it, like it's thousands of pages or something? And I remember you saying them condensing it down to a movie. Yeah. Well, no, it, it, I think it's already over. It has ended. But it is something like, like 20, 30 volumes. Yeah. But they're they're breezy enough. Okay. Like there's there's long arcs, like long fucking arcs, but they're all pretty enjoyable. Okay. I think part of why I fell out of it was that I started reading it in high school and it only ended in the last like five years. Oh, okay. So I was also broke and in college and I couldn't afford to keep on buying new like yeah. like eighteen dollar volumes of this comic. So but now that it's over yeah, it was hard. it's hard to justify that when you're 19. Yeah, when you don't have your own income. Like, do I want drugs or do I want comics? Yeah, I want to buy this beer and toilet paper, but yeah. let me make my comics. Yeah. No, I usually it was a comics. different time back then, young listeners. Yeah, different men we were. Yeah, I had so much less gray in my hair. Yeah, well, you dyed it in. I dyed Well, today I dyed it. It's, it's a grand purpose. I know, you got your little something. Yeah, pepper. I look nice. I yeah. look nice. You look great. But you should read. Um, I have a couple of the Blade of the Mortal comics. I'll bring in for you like the first like five volumes. Okay. They're they're fun. It's probably better than Lone Wolf and Cub comics. Yeah, the Lone Wolf and Cub Cub like they're so old and old yeah, school. They are very much like, old school. Nothing wrong with old school. But no, nothing wrong just, with that at all. It's I not just feel as like, approachable. It, like these were in like really old comics, so that they're much quieter and not a lot mm. happens to them. It's kind of the same thing over and over again. I could see reading. Like, one episode of Lone Wolf and Cup the Comic every month and being like, cool, on to the next thing. Yeah. But sitting down in a concentrated book of it, you're just kind of like, yeah. this is the same thing over and over again, isn't it? Yeah. I'm a little tired. I guess it's kind of what's better about the movies is that you have the music and the mm-hmm. beautiful imagery and emotion and the gory, splashing violence. The movies are fun. They're definitely fun. Even if, again, this one and the first one are super episodic, so they kind of... Like, my attention flags often, mm-hmm. but then it usually wins it back for the next, like, 10 minutes. Yeah, it just has those those dips of, like, 10, 15-minute mm-hmm. spots where it's uh, kind yeah, of I'm slog like, to get through. You're like, yeah! The, fir- the first one's, no- like, bit. notorious for that, because it's like, wow, this is a really crazy, awesome opening 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then another half hour of nothing. Yeah, I think the movies for start a, over again. It's, the, it's weird. The one thing I didn't like about the, the first one is, like, I didn't feel the payoff was enough. Yeah, no, I guess it's just part of the whole long-running thing, and because it's so episodic, they're not building up towards that climax. They're building up towards a middle climax, and then another climax. They're just kind of, yeah. like, chunky. Yeah. It's, it's, it's... They get better, though. Yeah, I'm like, sure truly. they get better. I can't wait. I just feel like they're not plotted well. Mm-hmm. I figure that if you want to tell one story, tell one story. If you want to tell a couple, uh... Yeah. Like I've been saying to you, like, at various points in the movie, I was like... I don't know if it's going to end in the next 10 minutes or in the next hour. I yeah. have no idea. There's no plan. And I'm, I'm like a structure fiend. This is what I look for. I search yeah. for these clues. And these movies do not follow that whatsoever. 
Yeah, they don't follow that traditional narrative arc. Mm-hmm. It's like but you Joseph said, it's very, it's, it is very episodic, but within a movie. It, like it almost would work better if they just like these movies are like ninety minutes. Yeah, just chop them up into three separate like yeah, half hour that. episodes, and that would be probably a lot more fun. It would force you to be more yeah, or creative like, a, about like American style. Just do um, forty five minute ones each, and that's it. Yeah, I mean it just seems too much almost. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like these are movies that I'm enjoying much more in retrospect. Mm-hmm. But when I'm watching them, I definitely my eyes glaze over. Then sweet, awesome violence happens, yeah. and then my eyes glaze over again. The violence in this is actually really good. Oh god, yeah. I'm a big fan of like the way the blood spurts. It's mm-hmm. like early Tarantino. Yeah. No, it's it's so much visual fun. This really these are very visual. It's movies. not as over the top as Ricky O. No, Ricky O's comedy still, almost. Yeah, this is like very much just like what this show was founded to look for. Yes. This kind of like 70s, like schlocky look stuff mm-hmm. that's like ultra violence. It's cool. Yeah, there's there's an amount of reality to these things, even when they're being ridiculous. There's still the stakes are still normal. I mean, but then again, it's still a story of an, like, an invincible guy. But it's it, it works. Well, it's super cool. I mean, he's not, he's not invincible here. I mean, he had to go True. down. Well, what I, by that I mean, kind of like like Bond, is that yeah. he he always wins. Yeah. Except we do know that at that. That's kind of cool. Spoiler for the whole series. You do know that the whole series ends with uh, Ito dying. Yeah. Which is pretty cool, actually. And then uh, it's uh, the main bad, like uh, accepting Daiguro. Mm-hmm. Like, isn't his last line like "grandson of my family" or something? Yeah, I think there's there's some kind of chain there. Yeah, where the the cycle of violence is. Well, I thought closed. that it ends with um, with Daiguro killing him. Uh, yeah, he oh, opens okay. his arms to kill him. From I the, see. From what I've uh, read. So, Makes sense. Yeah. Circle's closed. That adds up. Yeah. Samurai. Samurai. Rules. Yeah. Japan. So I like this one for the, the closing fight in this one a lot. Oh, like, I love that, that Roy Batty moment. Yeah. I love a dying monologue. That's I what knew you would love that. It's so fucking great. Like that little whistling sound. And then like yeah. the whoosh. Yep. The perfect, last, perfect contrast. The last tiger's whistle, or whatever the name no. of the, the death blow is that he gets. Because Ogami doesn't kill him in some gratuitous way. He just, like, nicks his artery on his neck. Yeah, and, and like, you don't even see it. the blood yet. Just, like, you just see, like, a little gentle misting of blood mm-hmm. that kind of touches his hair. And Beautiful then when he falls over directing. after he actually dies, it's like a fire hose yeah, on his it's neck. it's great. It's pretty cool. Oh, man. Yeah. They don't make movies like this anymore. They really don't, and that's what upsets me because there, there's a, a part of me that would want to say like, "Yes, remake this, modernize it." Yeah. But then you're you gonna know lose so fuck much. It up. Yeah. They would make it dumb. Yep, they would, and that's why yeah. you know just leave it where it yeah. is. I've always or get someone who is so like us, a big fan of like the original series that you would want to do justice to it. So I feel like just just do something new. That, like, See, or, I know what would, ha- what would happen. They'd make it. It'd be another Ghost in the Shell situation. Uh, you know that would happen. Yeah, like, and I, I mentioned to Christian you that Christian Bale is Okami Ito. Uh, yep, that's what would happen. I wonder. How, I don't even know is. how you'd Americanize, like how you'd Americanize this idea. It doesn't really. Isn't work. um? You said like Road to Perdition. Kind of. Is like that. But that's like a, that's like a mournful story about yeah. your son on the road on your way to death or whatever. Yeah. But it's it's not like an awesome killing story about father and son. Yeah. Hmm. Is there an American comparison? Logan. Oh uh, yeah, I'll take Logan. That yeah. works. That's a great movie. Yeah, they're both killers. That girl gets his first kill in this movie. I don't think he kills anyone in the last one. Oh, doesn't he? I don't think so. Yeah, I think you're right. He gets a little he, bit he's more. He's more of like a, like a toddler in yeah. the first one. 
It's like, Dagoro, press the button. Then it's... Yeah, just right into some Gore, chick's chest or like some everywhere. dude get his legs cut off uh -huh. the baby cart. Let's talk about the baby cart. Some of the baby carts. The baby cart is one of the of greatest... Death. The greatest ideas ever for storytelling, I think. Mm-hmm. Because you have, he's got to carry his son around, so he puts him in a baby cart. But of course, he's in—he's like a classically trained like ninja, so he weaponizes the whole goddamn thing. Yeah. Like, oh, you took my sword away from me. Cool. The handle comes off, and now I got like knives. Like, oh. <laughs> there's buttons in there for Dagger to push and kill people. Yeah, you it's know, cool. I, I want to see the it doubles story. Doubles as a boat. I would love to see this. I wonder if this was in the books or in the comics. I'd love to see the story of who built this thing for him. Did he build it? Is he a master technician? Or is there like some dude who is friends of the Ogami clan who is like, oh yeah, dude, I'll build you this fucking thing. You saved my life. Here's this awesome killing machine baby cart. Yeah. Maybe it is. Listeners, tweet at us if you know anything about the comics and can answer this question for Please us. Please answer this question. Where did he get that cart from? Because we're not going to read the comics. Yeah, because when I have a child, that's what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make a weaponized baby cart. I don't think your wife would like that. She doesn't have to know. She doesn't have to know. Yeah, she doesn't have to know. Oh. She doesn't listen to the show, does she? No. No. She's, she's, one, of, she's one of several people who have told me, I, I love you both, <laughs> but I don't want to listen to it because I feel like it's just you two doing what you do every fucking day yeah it's you know if you're not in this world it's kind of impregnable speech yeah it's like when people talk about sports around me i i can actually do that oh yeah i know you you do sports but i, I don't. i'm light sportsing i'm not yeah. heavy sportsing yeah so for me it's like like this thing happened and this thing happened and i'm like hmm i should buy new packs for my crossword puzzle app <laughs> i'm like hey look at that commercial i'm gonna play that monkey's wearing a suit crossword puzzles yeah Puppy Monkey Baby. Always learning. That commercial? Yes. My favorite commercial right What's now. What's that from again? Uh, an energy drink. Like, I think it's the Mountain Dew energy drinks. I don't watch enough television, apparently. Yeah, apparently not. TV's great, dude. Yeah, well, I might as well watch, watch like, all my why stuff. Why go outside when it's so nice out? Well, it's all... If you're preaching to the choir, man. Everyone's like, oh, man, I'm going to go hiking. I'm like, hiking? Yeah, On a beautiful day, I'm in a dark room, dude. Yesterday, I slept and read a book about grief. Well, that was my job, though. Yeah, it was your job. Yesterday, I sportsed. You sported? Yeah. I watched football. I with, like sports ball. With former guest Neil, who yeah. got really crazy. Yeah, no, he, he lives for it. Like, I thought he might, like, tone it down, like, a little bit. Because no. he'd be like, oh, you know, it's the apartment. Like, oh, I've seen God, him out no. at bars, like, flicking cigarettes at TVs. But he was pretty fucking insane. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of screaming, a lot of, like, clapping. And then... A friend of his came over, a friend, I guess mutual friend at this point, and it just doubled down. It got worse. I, but I, thank God they won, because if they would have lost, he would have, like, broken something in my He would have, like, like, somehow eaten your cat. Yeah, he would have kicked her. <laughs> I would have been oh. very upset with him. Yeah, I think the world would be upset of him. Yeah. Now, Ryan, do you love anything, aside from your wife, as much as former guest Neil Heimsoff loves the Eagles? I don't think so. Like, I, I don't. I've seen people, like, as diehard fans, and I've never seen, like, that much of a diehard fan. No. I have... I, I can't comprehend it. I, I don't love anything I was, as much I was as even thinking that. about it last night because the my, my football team is the Miami Dolphins. Yes. And they did not play this week because of the hurricane that happened. Yes. So I told him, come over here and I'll convert to being an Eagles fan. But if mm. the situation was reversed, he would never convert for a day. That's you know so I mean? strange to me. Yeah, but I guess it's, like, I'm it's thinking his, about it's it. Like, I love the Miami Dolphins. Like, it's been my team since I was a child. Mm -hmm. but I have no problem rooting for the Eagles because they're on TV. Like, you know, that would be a fun 
limited series podcast idea where you take someone like me who is not a real sports fan Mm -hmm. or even go even deeper and you find someone who's not even remotely a sports fan and you have them watch sports ball with a diehard like Neil and you just call it sports ball. Sports ball. The sports ball podcast. And then it's like, I don't, what, what's going on? And you just see across progress, see that a person grows to either love or hate the sport. Well, it'd be like X-Files. It'd be like X-Files, but with football. With football. We kind of had that yesterday. Like, Emily doesn't really watch a lot of football, but she has been over the past, like, two, three years. Yes. So in between him screaming, she's kind of, like, peppering in questions to us. And the more you explain to someone, like, if they don't if they don't understand it and you explain it, then they're on board to root yeah, for it. Yeah, it's more fun to watch You can actually understand. get people in. Yeah. I mean, football isn't hard. You have no. four tries to get to the yellow line. Yeah, pretty much. And then there's well, there's all the little things like why why yeah. why did the guys with the black and white shirts throw a yellow flag? Flags and they got a penalty. What's the penalty? Uh, holding. Well, what's what constitutes holding? Like, oh, god damn it. Loving, hunt, like touching book. and squeezing. Yeah. So. Each other. Yeah. Enough of sports. Yeah. Enough of sports. Talk ball. Sports. Sports are dumb. Sports are dumb. I you know I don't even think I love movies as much as that guy loves sports. And I love movies. I live for movies, and like, if tomorrow you told me that there will be no more movies forever, I'd be like, well, damn, if you told Neil Heimsoff there's no more eagles, I think he'd kill the world. He would kill something. He'd kill something. Or someone. Someone. Yeah. If you told me there would be, like, there would be no more movies, like, does that mean that all the copies of all movies are gone? Yes. Fuck. Okay, I love movies that much. Because I would be fucking pissed. I I have books. Yeah, but uh, I would like, be very I speak, upset. I speak in movie trivia and quotes. Well, like we'd still have to it. communicate with like, the outside world. Like we we still bond over movies that once were, but say magically every DVD, VHS, and movie theater like vanished. I'd be like, we have our memories, and I can go back to books. <sighs> uh, that's not good enough for me. I'd have to like be one of those guys who's like a traveling like troupe performer performing <laughs> movies from memories to I'll, keep, I'll to join keep you. the memory alive i'll join you in that endeavor yeah we'll remake movies we'll remake goodfellas yes Just tour the country mm-hmm two man version two man show of goodfellas totally doable yeah well, i can dig it so um any other final thoughts on lone wolf and cub to electric boogaloo um i'm like i said i've watched everything in the series except for the last one um how do you how do you feel? You think it's getting progressively better? Like I, oh, absolutely. I, the fr- I think for like the first one, if you pressed me, I would the word boring would come up eventually. Yep. Like it, like the the list of that. adjectives, bloody, cool, awesome, fun, but in parts it gets boring. Yeah. In this one, it gets it's much a lot less boring, but there's still there's still a couple parts. spots. I'm sure like by three, four, five, it gets to be anything boring becomes bonkers, and mm-hmm. I'm into that. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I ooh, I have plenty of serious, brilliant, dark, artsy samurai films that I love, mm-hmm. and I think I just kind of want to like dig deep into something gory as hell. Yeah, this is the series for you then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-oh. Hi, Emily. Hi. Hello. Are you guys still recording? Do you want to be Maybe. a guest on our show? No. You ask me this every time. Well, I think it's only it's only right to offer. We're watching one of your favorites. Lone Wolf and Cub. Part two. Part two. Electric yeah, Boogaloo. That's my favorite. Yeah. yeah Lone Wolf and Cub it. go Hawaiian. Yeah. I put it on and she walked out of the room. Well, what part? All of it. All right, like right away? The beginning, I was like, this is... But it's so beautiful. The composition of the shots alone. 
And it's it wasn't it wasn't tied. The use of negative space against his head. Quiet, beautiful shots. Violence. Full rotation. Sex and foreground violence. versus background. So I don't know who we came back to that because she started talking about. Ugh. Yeah, other things. But um, what yeah, are your my wife didn't thoughts? like it. So yeah. Yeah, shame. Yeah. I thought it was funny. She didn't know she was being recorded. <laughs> <laughs> it's all staying in. Ah, uh, so funny. Listeners who don't know, Ryan's wife is basically Michelle Monaghan. Yep, Michelle Monaghan herself is mm-hmm. on the podcast officially. Yes, indeed, we uh, did it. Hi, we got her. We're a bunch high of tricksters. Oh, wrong arm. Oh, uh, yeah, that's the arm I want. Yep. There you go. Sure, yeah, again, like nice. listeners, like yeah, it was a really, really intense knife fight. So yeah, I won. Yeah, so it's I lost a hand, you... and he lost his fucking soul. Yeah, fuck him. I looked him right in the eyes. Watched watch watch the watch them all drain out. away. I like you know he went on this really weird monologue about you know a perfect cut and like the sound like it sounds like a whale. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wasn't listening. I yeah. was walking away. Yeah, walking away, son. laughing. Yeah, fuck him. It's pretty cool. Done. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's pretty much it for yeah. Um, we'll get to the third one sooner rather than later. Yeah. Definitely before I, I vanish into the mists in January. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We should we should do one more at least. Yeah. I like this series a lot. So. I'm a fan. Yep. You've done it, Ryan. I've done it again. Uh, short break. Yeah. Okay, short break. Danny, um, do your thing. So yeah, here's a thing from Danny. Yeah. Fuck you, Danny. Top Gallant Radio. Hey everybody, my name is Daniel, and I want to tell you about another Top Gallant Radio show. Do you like movies? Good. I like movies too, but the show isn't about movies. Do you like books? Good, because in Slow Readers, we discuss books. Gabe, do you like reading? Hate it. I've always hated it. Every episode covers a different book, such as Animal Farm. Um, I was also making ties with another empire. Uh-oh. Um, the Sith. Because, yep. Uh, basically, it. uh... The Emperor Palpatine was Napoleon <laughs> Blackwater. Oh my god, this this book is so painful. Yeah. I have to put it down repeatedly just to catch my breath. Yeah, yeah, no, I know what, I know what that's like. And truly... Uh, you were in a car that landed in Blackwater? Yeah, I dude, I know. I fucking killed a woman. You like fought? This. Uh, <laughs> you, oh, okay. Never mind. Um, Wrong side. Do you not like reading books? Well, that's also okay. Because you get to hang out with two pretty cool dudes. Join me, your host Daniel. She's like a pretty intelligent kid. Cause like her reaction to that is like, you never read the giver? You work in a bookstore. And and I and I was like really close to just snapping her just going like, listen girl, I read a lot of other books, okay? <laughs> and my co-host Gabriel Mara, who co-hosts Sex and Violence. You love that guy, right? On air challenge, slow readers exclusive. Slow readers exclusive. Can Gabe fit God Girl possess? <laughs> Then you get hours and hours and hours of access to us rambling about various topics, such as politics. Gabe, what do you think about Donald Trump launching missiles? Let's hear it. No. But our one run in with the police. I took a breath to start. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, no, not going nope. that way. We're not a political podcast. Nope. Uh, we're just we're just milk chugging right wingers though. <laughs> milk chugging. And books into the water. Pledged. Barrel to arms. The magicians. Wise book. Ethan from. An object of beauty. So go ahead, continue enjoying sex and violence. The hot ass top gallant radio show about movies and punk rock stuff and then when you're done with that go ahead and button your dress shirt up to the neck to the throat area and then go ahead and give slow readers a spin go search itunes and search up the name slow readers check us out slow readers comes out every monday you can also check us out on twitter at top gallant radio welcome back to sex and violence not just sex not just violence it's both plus some might say so i'm still gabriel mara and you're still ryan snyder ryan let's talk about 
what we did, like what we did this week, what went down. What did you see this week? Finally. Yes. After months of teasing. Baby Driver again. Baby Driver for the third time. Yeah, I know now, you, you couldn't get enough of it. I went for. You got enough of the first time. I guess not a midnight movie. Perhaps, but I did leave at midnight, mm-hmm. 10 p.m. Yeah, late screening. Uh, I went to the screening of It. It. Um, I, I planned my whole day around it. I switched <laughs> I switched my day I was working with you so I yep. could be off that day. Uh, you got crazy busy and yep. stressed. Sorry about that, but thank you. Mm-hmm. And I went to a bar. I went to our bar, had a drink with you quick. Yep. Then went to the fun house right next door, drank with former manager of ours, and then we went to the movies. And... The movie is fucking amazing. Awesome. It's so good. Uh, it is uh, scary as all hell, funny as all hell. It's got a lot of heart. Uh, I, I described it as the the three H's. Heart, Hunter, Hearst, and Helmsley. Yes, that's it. Heart, humor, and horror. Okay. All in equal parts. I I don't think I've laughed this hard at a movie this year. Oh, awesome. Honestly. That's a, that's a really some, big sell from you. There's some genuine comedy moments from one character in particular who I think is the true standout is uh, Richie Tozier's. Is he also a Stranger Things kid? Yep. Okay. Which I was worried he was just going to do like a, another Stranger Things kind of thing. And he totally inhabits another character. Cool. Good for him. So it's fantastic. He's a, he's a coming talent then. Let's yeah. Keep an eye I, I really think so. Um, let's see. What else about there? I did have a few like minor quibbles with it. I'm it's not a It's not a direct like lift. There are some things that switch around. Uh, since you haven't seen it yet, I'm going to try and not spoil it. Were, were the changes for the best? Um, if you'd never read the book before, would you have would it would it have changed anything for you? Would it have made it worse for you? It's difficult to say. Cause... Yeah, I haven't read the book. I've only read most. I've read like maybe thirty five percent of the book. The reason for the kids to go into the uh, sewers for the last and final time to battle it is kind of like I've seen that reason numerous times. Okay. So like the the reason for them to go down there should be just to go down and kill the clown like they do in the book. But there's something else that gets them motivates them to go down. Mm. The secondary antagonist in the book, Henry Bowers, is kind of like a, a useless character here. Oh, that's a shame. Um, I felt like all the losers were very good, but a few of them were a little underdeveloped. I mean, it's it's gonna happen. Yeah, I mean that there's a lot of stuff going on. I mean it's. Far and away better than the TV minis- uh, miniseries, but mm-hmm. it's... Um, Is it better than Monster Squad? Fuck yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> this, this movie is, like, firmly going in... I said um, top five, maybe top three of the okay. year. It's fucking great. I really, really, really like it, and it is. Uh, it smashed the box office this week. hundred Like, 125 mil. That's, that's cool so, money. That's, what was the budget on this? Uh, it was... I don't remember what the actual was, but I remember reading an article that said it had 17.5% of Guardian's budget. So Siri, what was the budget for it? See what happens. See what happens. Okay, darling, I found at least 25 appointments from the 11th of June, 2017 at 4.60 No, no, thank you, Siri. Right here. Siri calls me darling. It cost 35 mil. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. That's a $35 million movie. Holy shit, wow. Good for them. That is that is a cheap movie to make that much. Great marketing campaign. Yeah. I mean, they just released trailers at the right times. They kept it, like, not telling too much. Nice and creepy. They got one of the best excited. cinematographers in the world to do yeah. it. Yeah. And they had the nostalgia factor going for them, too. Everyone loves, like, those 80s throwback movies. Yep. Everyone has fond memories of the TV miniseries, which isn't great to begin mm-hmm. with. And everyone's afraid of fucking clowns. I, I don't get it. I, I like clowns. Clowns yeah. amuse me. Yeah. 
I don't, I, mean, I, don't, I don't really have an opinion, actually. Yeah. I know too many people who are like, oh, clowns freak me out. I'm like, why? Why? Shit. They're it's dudes in makeup. There's nothing weird about that. Yep. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm a cross-dresser. Yeah, it's, that could be part yeah, of it. Yeah, I'm like, whatever. It's just, it's just a job. Yeah. I mean, do I ever want to see a clown in the middle of the road in the dead of night? Absolutely not. But, but I also don't want to see a velociraptor there. Yeah, no, there are many things I don't want to see in the middle of the road in the middle of the night. I don't like seeing deer. Yeah. That's scary, too. Yeah. They can get out. Have you seen Get Out yet? No. Oh, you gotta see it. It's fucking amazing. Help me convince her. Yeah. Oh, she, I think I think Michelle Monaghan would love it. Yeah. It's it's so funny and so smart, and it's it's very social. Okay. It's not it's not straight I've, up I've heard horror. But it's so news. psychological and just very very smart. Okay. Very very well done. All right. But I can't wait to see it. I might see it tonight if I get a chance. You know, it, like, it is. I'm a busy bee. It's so good. Like I'll I'll probably go back and see it again. Um, I saw Baby Driver twice and I really yeah. didn't like it. And I yeah. love this, so I'll probably be going again. I'm kind of, I, there's so much in theaters I've been missing out on lately because I've just been like working so much. I haven't seen Wind River yet, and I hear that's great. I haven't mm-hmm. seen Logan Lucky yet. Oh, I really did want to see Logan Lucky. It's still in theaters. Is it? Yeah, at least in uh, some of our local places. But I don't know. I kind of want to see Tulip Fever because I hear it's terrible. Okay. But I don't know. It's like, well, I saw Birth of the Dragon. I don't even know why I bothered with that. It was okay. It was, it was yeah. good enough. All right. I told an entire story on Slow Readers about my experience, so check that out. I will have out. to listen to that new episode. Yeah, it, it just dropped today. It's, it's It was a bummer. I forget you guys drop on Mondays. Yes. Nah. Yeah. But I will see it tonight, I hope. I hope you do. I really do. It's uh, I'm, I'm inter- interested to hear your thoughts, because I know you don't like horror. I love horror. I just feel that <clears throat> nearly... I think that, unlike most genres, only one out of ten horror films that come out are good. I'll agree with that. I think like when it, like a, a good, well done horror movie to me is everything. It's just that the vast, vast majority are shit. Yes. I think that like when comedies come out, that's more like like, like three, four out of ten are good, and like action, I'm like yeah. like five out of ten. I'd say half because I have low demands for action. I have incredibly high demands for horror and comedy. I have very high demands for comedy, but then again, I'm I'm very hard to make laugh. Yeah. That's why. Like, that's why your 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 cell that that it is funny is impressive to me. It dude, uh, like I was cack, like ask Michelle Monaghan, like I was laughing three minutes after the joke was told. That's awesome. So it's yeah, All I right, love cool. it a lot. Totally sold. I wasn't unsold, and now I'm definitely sold. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know what else to watch this week. Now I gotta watch Twelve Monkeys. One of our chefs gave us that. Mm. I'm gonna find some open time. But then you should again. see Terriers and Veronica Mars. Yeah, but Destiny Two dropped. Oh, just watch one, so one, one episode. They're 45 minutes each. They're a perfect, like, hey, what do you want to watch before we sleep? One episode. Okay. All right, I'll try four They're, they're minimal. They're, they're right there, and they're minimal. Uh, they're right there. Literally, all you have to do is click a button. Yes. That's it. That's not and much of a video game, you have to click many buttons. Yeah, you have to be awake. And be coordinated. Mm-hmm. Like, try. You have to try for this. Yeah. Terriers is great, though. Okay. What'd you watch this week? Uh, so, listeners, I have... A fun announcement, if you are in the greater Bethlehem Valley, Pennsylvania area, I am performing in a cabaret in one month. And because of that, see, I actually, I didn't, so, uh, I only wanted to do one song for this show. Yes, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't kidding, listeners. I wear women's clothing sometimes for fun, because I think it's hilarious and comfortable. And also, girls love it. Like, yeah. not even kidding, girls love it. But... I wanted to do a song from Cabaret, the movie, the Joel Grey thing, that whole opening number, because it's funny and sassy, whatever. Not a okay. big deal. You don't have to sing much. It's just 
attitude, and I have that in spades. But the young ladies who were running the show asked me to do a song from the Broadway musical Kinky Boots. And I hadn't seen it. I hadn't seen the musical. I was going to catch it in the summer, but just plans fell through. Mm-hmm. And I'd heard the movie was really good. So I was like, uh, sure, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. Might as well challenge myself. Turns out the song is a fucking insane Whitney Houston belting crusher. And Ooh. I'm not that good a singer. Yeah. But I thought, you know, I'd like to challenge myself. And, you know, if nothing else, I can just coast by on charisma. I always do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I decided for funzos to finally watch the original Kinky Boots movie from like 06. And Ryan, so do you know the premise of Kinky Boots? Nope. So a, a young man, his, like his family runs a shoe company, a quality shoe company in Britain. And when his father dies, he's forced to take over the factory. It turns out the factory is going down. And so he's at a loss. When he saves a cross-dresser, who's like a nightclub act singer, mm-hmm. um, he discovers that this burly dude, this kick-ass burly dude, who is a drag queen, um, heels aren't made for men. The weight distribution is all wrong. Mm-hmm. So he discovers this whole new niche to make like sexy go-go boots and like high heels for men. And he goes through all the trials and tribulations of making this thing, this dream happen. He has a girlfriend who disapproves, a new girl who's like, do this. And there's douchebags at the shoe factory who are like, we're not making shoes for bloody queers. Uh. So it's all about how he grows to accept like the responsibility, make these shoes, and work with this cool drag queen, etc., becoming a better person, blah, 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 blah. Do you know who stars in this movie? Who stars in this movie? Joel Edgerton is the lead, and the drag queen is Chiwetella Giafor. Really? Yeah. Okay. And they're fucking great in it. Nick Frost plays the douchebag in the factory. Okay. So it's this incredibly charming movie about drag queens and intense, kick-ass, brilliant actor Chiwetel Ejiofor is fucking hilarious as a super sassy, well-rounded, cool drag queen character. All right. Like, this is one of his breakthroughs, and I had no idea it was even him. I downloaded the movie Blind. I purchased the movie Blind. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and so when I watch it, I'm like, Damn, they're so young, and they're fucking crushing it in this movie. They're great. I'm a big Joel Edgerton fan. Like, I almost always love everything he's in. Uh, are you a fan? Um, I don't really have too much of an opinion. Um, you should yeah. see Warrior. I've been trying to get you to see this movie yeah. forever. Like, it's Rocky with brothers okay. and a dad and MMA, and it's it's such a good sports ball movie. Okay. But it's, it's super manly guy cry stuff. If you were a guy with any kind of, like... Like, dad issues, it'll make you weep. Yeah, I don't have that. Yeah, your dad's a rad dude. Yeah, he's pretty cool. But pretty you should cool see it. It's George Ten and also, like, Loving and Midnight Special. Midnight Special. Oh, that was fun. Is this that kid with magic powers one we were talking about? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's good, though. Michael yeah. Shannon. It's a great movie. I think you'd really get behind it. Well, Michael Shannon did impress me last time. Yep. I love that dude. Yeah, he's pretty cool. Anyway, so see Kinky Boots. I really liked it. And if you're free, Thursday, October 12th, come see me sing a song from Kinky Boots and Drag. Yep. Where at? Um, At the Steel Stacks in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, the Arts Quest Center. Very nice. The Frank Benko Wheelhouse. That's a great place to see a movie, too. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Um, Oh, so, Ryan, any other, like, discussion points, news before we play our What's Next game? Um, I don't know. Uh, Wasn't really anything going on this week other than, like... It smashed the box let, office. Let wine you watched Kinky Boots. And um, the next movie we're going to talk about for uh, the next couple episodes that's coming out, Blade Runner. Yeah. One of our favorite movies. Can't ever. wait for that. It's getting a sequel. So 
October 6th is that, so... That's happening. I'm, I'm pretty stoked. Um, we'll be there opening night, right? Yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, Make that other guy work. Yeah. I have priorities. Yeah, damn right. Anyway, so... Uh, so next week is the punk rock pick. Next week is a punk rock pick, unless we get one of our guests to come through. Mm-hmm. We have two pending guests, including Adriana Gober, whose episode was lost to... I'm so sorry. <laughs> to no one's fault. Sorry, Adriana, again. <clears throat> um, you were, she, for the episode we recorded, that somehow got lost in the ether. She was very good. Yes. So I'm excited to like dive deeper into some of these conversations again. Yeah. Dear, dear Adriana was like, by the way, if... If you're not airing it because it was bad, let me know. I won't be hurt. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It was just gone. You were great. And I'm like, oh, what a cool lady. No, I feel like such a douchebag for that. It was just technology. I know. It was just the future. So we'll, um, if we get a chance, we're going to like re-record with her again soon. Well, as long with another guest, uh, we're going to do the Old Boy remake. Yes. But, pending those not happening, it's my punk rock pick. Yes, it is. So, Ryan, just like we did for Nocturnal Animals, except now it makes much more sense because now there's some suspense for listeners. Mm-hmm. Again, I have four movies. I want you to pick two of them. Okay. And then we're going to flip a coin for the last one. Okay. All right. So, the first one is Fire and Ice. It's an animated film by Ralph Bakshi. It's basically some crazy Conan the Barbarian shit, mm-hmm. all animated and wild. And it's from 1983. Is this a movie that Daniel has talked about before? I don't think so. This isn't really Daniel's wheelhouse. Maybe it's something else. Let's see here. Let yeah, me... It does look like he manny. crazy metal fantasy stuff okay choice number two mm-hmm. is a film called we are the best it's about some preteen girls i think in sweden let me double check that yep stockholm sweden who form an all-girl punk band and just kind of are not great at being musicians but are kick-ass with attitude year what's the year Year? What's that? The year. Oh, um, 2016? 2016? Okay. I think last year, two years ago, maybe? That's a young girl saying punk is dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Ja, det är bara så att jag börjar bringa att de dog Option number two. Okay. Option number three, Ryan, is Frank. Have you heard of Frank? I've heard of Frank. Yeah, the Michael Fassbender film. Yeah, I've heard of this. Yes, I. I heard it's really good too. Yeah, I heard it's excellent. Again, like I have not actually I haven't seen any of these movies, so this is gonna be all brand new territory for me. It should be fun. I'm like Michael Fassblender. I say tell everyone everything. seen that trailer before. Um, yeah, I've, I've, I've seen heard, trailers for it, but yeah, I haven't seen that one either. Yeah, I've heard it's hilarious and great. And the final option is one I've been threatening to do for quite some time now. Uh-oh. I mean, it's, it's Uh-oh. again, it's one that I don't know. It's just that some random person told me about this movie, like, when I was working at the Virgin Megastore. And then, you know, and then they shamed me 
for not no. knowing it. I was a lot less punk back then, people. And now with my mohawk and bobby pins everywhere. Yes, and your one The movie off. is, ladies and gentlemen, The Fabulous Stains. Hold on, there's an ad. Isn't it just a dot? Huh? Isn't it a dot? No. No, it's not. Oh, it Diane Lane. As a flip side to, what's it called? City of Fi- Streets of Fire. Oh. Paramount. Gulf Western Company. Keep away from the mountain to turn into the mouth of a Raiders of Lost Ark. You're fired. I need the money. Corinne Burns, what are you going to do? My name is not Corinne Burns. Oh, what is it? It's third degree burn. That's really good. I'm the lead CR manager for the Stains. And it has become clear to several thousand very young women, inspired by an unreported rock and roll band with see-through blouses and white stripes in their hair, that life is to be lived right now. It looks kind of like Jim and the Hologram. But punk better. And Mr. Runaways. Fun little anecdote about that is part of why she wanted to do some Streets of Fire was that in this movie where she's in a band, she wanted to show off and sing well, but then they wouldn't let her because the character was supposed to be not a good singer. Oh. So she ended up doing Streets of Fire to be a successful pop singer character. Oh, so fun stuff. So Ryan, eliminate two. I'm eliminating um, the first two. Okay, so no fire and ice, and no we are the best. Yes. Okay, so we are doing either Frank. Or, ladies and gentlemen, the fabulous stains. Ryan, call which one you want as heads. Uh, let's put the stains on heads. We should probably do that. Or do mm-hmm. you just want to have it where it... Nope, nope, let's let it lie. Tails. Tails? So Tails. we're doing... Frank. We're doing Frank. All right, cool. Um, so I will reserve fabulous stains for another day, because I see that you... It definitely I'd really like to see you. that, though. It looks cool? It literally does look cool. So next week, we'll be doing Frank. Cool. Starring Michael Fassblender and Donald Gleason. Yeah. Because I'm Ryan, you want to do some plugging for us? Uh, sure. You can find us on the Twitters at SNV Podcast, S as in Sid, and as in Nancy V as in Vicious Podcast. Uh, you can find me on the 
What's that thing called? Instagram. Instagram. Yep. Uh, Tango Camera Lux. Like Cash. That's my name. You got just pictures of drinks and maybe pictures of my cat. I don't know. I don't think I've done that yet. No. I, I have a picture a, of you and your cat. I, I never posted. need the companion piece for Milo the book cat. Yes. Um, I have Is a really Milo good one of you holding your cat. Oh, perfect. Um, yeah. Other than that, you can find Gabriel and I for this entire month, actually. Yeah. Three days straight. Every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night at the bookstore Speakeasy 336 Adam Street at South Bathroom, yeah. Pennsylvania, 18018. Gabriel. Yep, come sit at the bar with us. Yeah. So you can find me all over the internet at Gmara number four serious on both Tumblr and uh, Twitter. You can find me on Instagram at TumbleDrive5Ys. And please listen to Slow Readers, the other Top Gallant radio show where Daniel, William, Reichel, and I discuss books. We sometimes have guests. It's mostly us talking about nothing for the it's most part. It's pretty funny. Yeah. So it's a good time, I think. Um, besides that, yeah, uh, come to my uh, my cabaret show, Thursday, October 12th, and come see us at the bookstore. Yeah, please do. That's about it. That's all I got to say about that. Good episode, Ryan. Yeah, good episode. Rad. All right. Bye, everyone. Yeah, bye. Uh, until next time with Frank. See ya. Bye.